And now, ladies and gentlemen, right to your hosts of Down the Garden Path, Joanne Shaw and Matthew Dressing. where we discuss down-to-earth tips and advice while doing our best to help you seasonally manage your garden and landscape. I'm Joanne Shaw, owner of Down-to-Earth Landscape Design, and with me is my co-host, Matthew Dressing. Hello, Matthew. Hello, Joanne, and good evening, everyone, and thank you for joining us. I am Matthew Dressing, owner of Natural Affinity Garden Design. As landscape designers and gardeners, we believe it's important and possible to have great gardens, which are sustainable and low maintenance, and we want to help you make it happen. That's right. And tonight we're putting our gardening uh, shovels down and we are talking with Joe Salemi, the Deputy Executive Director of Ontario's premier horticultural trades association called Landscape Ontario. Joe is going to share with us the many opportunities a trade association like Landscape Ontario has for landscape professionals, as well as address some of the issues currently facing the landscape industry here in Ontario. So we realize that uh, for our listeners elsewhere, but you can tune in and learn more as well. If you have a question for Joe, or you'd love to join the conversation, send your questions to instudio101 at gmail.com. So before we welcome our wonderful guest to the show, a little bit about Joe's background. Uh, Joe is a people-first leader with over 18 years in the professional landscape industry, a career culminating in the observation of the challenges and barriers landscape horticulture business owners face daily. Joe has a combined background with trade association management and driving a vertical market software company, focusing as a sales leader, product specialist with a high degree of marketing prowess and focus on developing relationships for the purpose of mutual benefit. Joe's passion is helping companies build efficiencies, increase capacity, and boost profits. Cultural build, culture builder, thought leader, industry observationalist, and community builder. Welcome to the show, Joe. Thanks so much, Matthew and Joanne. Welcome. Well, those are big shoulders. Like that's a lot of, you're carrying a lot of stuff. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. All, all that to say, I just love being part of this landscape industry. There's something about it that captured me way back when, and I uh, haven't been able to leave since. Oh, well, that's great. That's great. Yes, you had very diverse background and it's, and it is a great industry though. So I think once you're in it, you, uh, you see all the many aspects of it and uh, I can see why you don't want to leave. So yeah, right. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> so why don't we start off and you telling us a little, we all, and here we all say, refer to it as LO, but uh, why don't you explain to our listeners and our future podcast listeners um, a little bit about Landscape Ontario? Sure. So Landscape Ontario is a trade association. So we represent the landscape contractors, the nurseries where you go and buy your plants, the garden centers. Um, and so we represent all of those uh, organizations and, and drive um, through industry issues. So all the, the things, the challenges that affect those types of companies. So we work on their behalf, all to create a 
community for mutual benefit with the vision of being um, a profitable, valued, prosperous, uh, and ethical industry. So all of those to, to say, you know, we want to be a professional industry and want to be seen as a professional industry. Excellent. You did leave out designers, though, considering you're speaking to two of us. <laughs> I did leave out designers. How did I do that? And, I you know, do not know. <laughs> I represented a landscape design software company for eight years. But... I know. I know. So, yes, that just slipped your mind. It's okay. <laughs> but, yes, I mean, designers are, I mean, I know we're a small piece of the big puzzle that is the Trades Association, but um, but it's a good place for us to be as well. Projects don't get built without being designed first. Yes, yes. And uh, I think that's really important. Um, so what other, um, you know, for our customers or our homeowners, what's the benefit for them? So, I, you know, you talked a little bit about the benefit, yeah. you know, as a trade association, you know, definitely there's other perks, right? By the, by the membership, you get different, yeah. there's different things. Totally, yeah. So um, for you know, someone that is looking to hire a landscape designer, landscape contractor, or going to uh, a nursery to buy plants and trees in bulk or to a garden center, or as my five-year-old would call it, the plant store, mm -hmm. um, you know, all of those companies, in order to be members of Landscape Ontario, need to have been in business for a certain amount of years. So they need to be, first of all, well-established. Um, they need to have liability insurance. Um, they need to um, have been sponsored by two other existing members within the association. So they can't be unknown, right? They have to, they have to be connected into the industry. Uh, and they have to show proof of their work. So especially for a, a landscape designer and a landscape contractor, um, you know, it kind of weeds out those hobbyists, um, yeah. you know, um, yeah. And so it, it's meant for those well-established landscape companies, those professional landscape companies, nurseries, garden centers, landscape designers. And so you have to be well-established. And we do have a, an emerging company kind of category for those that are just new into the business, because you got to start somewhere. Mm -hmm. And so we have resources to help out uh, those folks. But um, all that to say, by hiring a Landscape Ontario member, you know that you're going to get a professional company to work with. And then there's the other side. So we have a website, landscapeontario.com. And so you can go to that website and search for uh, a type of company that you're looking for in your area. So this would apply to your listeners in Ontario. Um, but for those that are in Ontario, if you do go to landscapeontario.com and search um, for those companies in your area, you'll get a, a, a decent list of uh, companies to contact uh, to be able to do work for you. Okay, that's good to know. Um, so with, there's landscapeontario.com. Um, is there a professional kind of portal for professionals in the landscape industry beyond Landscape Ontario? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, so there's courttrades.com. So that's our uh, that's our trade site. Um, so those for those professionals that uh, are looking for um, professional development resources um, through um, the pandemic, we created a hub for employers of 
landscape nursery and garden center businesses um, so that it would help them navigate um, different policies, um, employment subsidies, all those kinds of things. Um, content that was accessed a lot during the pandemic and mm. continues to be. Yeah. You know. And professional development as well. Yeah. 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 You know, we had to uh, completely flip the script and go from delivering everything in person you know, we would over the winter, we would um, deliver, I don't know, the better part of over 100 seminars over the winter. Um, but we had to deliver all of that virtually. And so um, we did um, not to that same number, but close. Yeah. Um, and um, yeah, so we still continue to offer lots virtually. And in fact, we recorded it all. And uh, so oh, nice. you, can, you can get access to it on demand. So we, okay. we've seen a tremendous uptake in our professional development uh, in our recorded versions. Yeah, excellent. I know um, for someone who lives in the East End and Landscape Ontario is in the West End of the city, um, yeah. one of the challenges, there have certainly been several over the years, several courses that I've taken that, of course, then became a snowstorm. <laughs> so then you couldn't drive. So I have to say that me and some of my fellow designers, we kind of did like the get, you know, we got the course, but we didn't have to make the drive. So there is a benefit. We saw that right away. Um, some of the uh, members in our community um, that typically wouldn't have been able to make an in-person session just because of their geography, all of a sudden we're starting to engage with us in, in our virtual content because it just made it way more accessible. So the, uh, the pandemic forced us to go virtual and I don't think we would, will ever turn back. Ah, so, but you're going to offer courses both ways? Yeah. So this okay. winter we've got, um, about 60 in-person sessions planned over the winter in our office in Milton and about 50, close to 50 or 60 virtual options wow. planned as well. So okay, something for everyone. Nice. Yeah, that's great. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to ask, um, these recordings that you've, you've captured, are they available only to the participants who have signed up for the original um, date of that presentation, or are they available through hortrades.com, or are they just available to members? How does hortrades.com in our um, in the professional development block? You know, you'll see different blocks on that site. Um, if you go to professional development um, and then um, online seminars, you'll see you'll be able to access all of that content on demand. Very nice, very nice. And I was I was just going to ask, were they the same? you know, or is the same content? Like, so the ones virtual also the ones in, you know, is there some com commonality or did you find that it's easier to do, let's say the plant ones virtually versus the construction ones in, in person? We're trying to get a little bit of overlap, um, but the, the in-person sessions are typically all day sessions and it's really hard to replicate that via Zoom. So we're doing modified versions of the in-person sessions in Zoom, and in some cases, completely different virtual sessions. Yeah, yeah that's interesting. Um, I've got a question from Adam, and just while we're talking about professional development, and I think there's a few other topics that we want to touch on that Landscape Ontario offers uh, as far as professional development and in the industry. Uh, but Adam has written in, says, hello, folks. 
my son, who is 19 years old, has shown an interest in becoming a professional landscaper. What type of education is required here in Ontario? A certificate, a diploma, a degree. How long do these take to achieve? Thank you. <laughs> Amazing so, question. Yay, uh, we like phenomenal. new young, strong people coming yes. into the industry, right? <laughs> please, please. <laughs> um, Adam, your question is so timely. The, uh, there's such a, a, a labor crisis within the industry right now. We can't get enough people. And so quite honestly, the more the merrier. Um, for your son, um, uh, depending um, where you guys are, um, there's a number of uh, great colleges with amazing programs. Um, I, I got to say, you know, um, that's a great start, uh, especially to get the basics um, and the foundation because you got to start somewhere. Um, uh, so start there. That, that would be one recommendation. Um, at the same time, um, you know, it's always a good idea to work for somebody else for a time before starting up your own business. And so uh, you can get some experience and <laughs> talk to any landscape business owner now. That's typically how they started, uh, mm -hmm. unless it's a, a multi-generational uh, landscape company. They typically started with somebody else. Um, and almost uh, everyone at some points worked for Sheridan uh, or Conan, <laughs> right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Worked for a garden center, so yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> and um, so, you know, you cut your teeth um, working for somebody else and um, build up your skill set and, you know, understand what it takes to run a business and then open the doors to your own shop. Yeah. Yeah, and I would just add to that, I mean, while, you're, while your son's in college, if that's the route he goes, um, you know, summer summer vacations, the, the contractors are still looking for labor, you know, they adjust, they know that the kids go back to school, that kind of thing. So you still could, you know, you know, two summers get, you know, two different kind of jobs or, you know, and get an experience as well. And I think that helps what you learn in college. I wish I had that. I never did get any practical experience. Um, so I wish I could have gone back in time and done that. Um, but I, I think that's a great way and, and, or the garden center, like, I think that's another option because that gives you, it's a quick way to learn plants because, um, the industry is so varied, right? So you may decide you think you want to be a professional landscaper, but you know, you might like the plant side and the nursery side and the growing side or planting side and, uh, versus cutting brick. So, I mean, there, it is pretty varied and, uh, you know, I think the repeated questions every day at a garden center, man, you learn so fast on what, what plant goes where and what's what, and that kind of thing. Um, even more than school, right? Because, yeah. uh, I think one summer working at a garden center, you, you can really learn a lot, um, from the clients, from your coworkers, that type of thing. So, yeah, so that's a great question. Thank you. Uh, Thank you very much, Adam. Yeah. And I would just like to jump in with having the college background too. Uh, take a look. There are some programs out there in the colleges that do have a, a co-op placement uh, component to it too. So it's a good way to link with employers looking for, for work as well. Excellent. Excellent. So I think we talked about some professional development and some courses that we can take. Uh, going with the hypothetical that Adam's son gets into the industry, he's been in it for a few years. Um, besides professional development, is there any other 
um, you know, educational directions that members of the industry can pursue and grow it? Oh, um, lots. I mean, the, <laughs> the, 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 there's so many, so many opportunities. I mean, every time we turn around, there's um, uh, new courses starting up. Um, so for those that are completely brand new to the, to the industry, and maybe this is something that uh, Adam Sun takes a look at too, but um, um, we're doing this program through uh, Skills Advance Ontario, um, where we are recruiting people that um, have developed a love for working outside and want to understand what working for a landscape company is all about. And so we will take them and train them uh, for four weeks, all intensive at our office in Milton. Um, wow. We're in our second year. It's a pilot program still. So um even though you know we're running it as a provincial organization, it's being test piloted in um, with cohorts in Hamilton, Toronto, and then uh, Muskoka region. And so um, this year uh, we've recruited uh, close to a hundred people, um, and then working on getting all of those one, now that they're trained, all of them placed with employers, placed with landscape companies, nurseries, and garden centers. Excellent. That's because, yeah, I think that's the best hands on is such a good way to learn. Right. right. You can't. And, and I think also and I'll speak for myself, too, is that someone who likes working outside doesn't necessarily like to be sitting in a classroom, <laughs> you know, and that's OK, because yeah. uh, it, it is one of those industries where but you still have to be you still have a lot to learn. Um, you need to be good at math, which <laughs> that's my struggle all the time, uh, you know, grades and, and you know, all the geometry as a kid that you're like, what am I ever going to use that? Yeah. In landscaping. <laughs> right. Um, and we do have another question from Eric kind of on the same uh, same vein here. Um, He's asking if we have to be, if you have to be certified to be a landscape landscaper here in Ontario. You don't. You don't. No. So right. um, this is why Landscape Ontario exists. So first of all, there's really low barrier to entry, right? So um, really you need a business license, but you don't need a license or a certificate to operate as a landscape company. And so, you know, um, can mean... Just about anyone that uh, wants to can operate, um, but um, not just anybody can do great work. Mm -hmm. And so this is what separates the field and um, why companies belong to Landscape Ontario is to show that they've gone through this vetting process, mm -hmm. you know, and Landscape Ontario, uh, let's make no mistake, right? It is a volunteer based trade association. So there's no requirement to be a member of Landscape Ontario, but you join Landscape Ontario to show your clients that you've gone through this vetting process, uh, that you've been in business for at least three years, you have that liability insurance, you pay into WSIB uh, and all those things so that it gives you that credibility with your customer base uh, and gives your customers that confidence to hire you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think the insurance is a big part of it. I know even as a designer, you need so you really kind of do need the insurance in order to become a member. And you have to actually 
be doing like, do, you know, what I mean, the insurance company is going to vet us, right? And you've got to qualify for that insurance and pay for that insurance. Um, so, so yeah, so it kind of goes hand in hand that, um, so I know you said like low bar for entry, but there, you know, there still is a bar and, uh, you know, and insurance is a whole other issue. And, and I know we, mm-hmm. as designers, we struggle with that, right? Because our piece is so little and trying to can always explain to the, the insurance company, no, 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 I don't build anything. I don't have any trucks. I don't do, you know, and, and that kind of thing. So, um, but, you know, other, I mean, other contractors that have, um, bigger, you know, facilities and yards to insure and, and equipment and vehicles to insure, you know, it, it can, uh, it's uh, being part of that trade association is really valuable. Right. Like the equipment, because no, don't there disc- yeah. yeah, there's discounts and things like that's all the extra stuff. There, there, right? There's lots of, we, we make it so that there's so many reasons to, to be part of to Landscape join. Ontario <laughs> that it's really hard to say no. But, I mean, we all, we get a lot of companies that join Landscape Ontario to get access to our discounts on trucks. You know, when you can save ten to fifteen thousand dollars on a Chevy Silverado or a GMC Sierra, you know that kind of pays for itself really quickly. That is, if you can actually get a truck right now. Yeah, um, it's, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's that. Um, but then, of course, um, we provide access to that liability insurance that companies need. Mm -hmm. And so that is a significant benefit, uh, especially right now. And so those uh, companies that provide uh, snow and ice uh, management services for both commercial and residential work, um, there's a a major issue that um, companies are facing right now. There's only so, there's very few uh, underwriters in Canada that um, provide snow liability insurance and so rates are skyrocketing in some cases over two three hundred percent increases from one year Mm. to the next wow yeah and so you're kind of fighting in the background lobbying the government as well as trying to support the landscapers so that that's a valuable role right yeah 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 that's uh that's a big part of what we do is um connect with um, different uh, ministries within the provincial government and sometimes federally. And we work with our partners at the Canadian Nursery Landscape Association to do that. Um, mm-hmm. But we're regularly connecting with uh, different ministries, Ministry of Environment, uh, Ministry of Transportation, uh, Ministry of uh, Skills uh, Development, Training and Learning. They've changed their name from Ministry of, you know, so we, we work with all of those agencies to, uh, to, to advocate on uh, the industry's behalf. And uh, one of the biggest things that we were able to do, at least for snow contractors uh, over the past year was um, with a private members bill, uh, Bill 118, was reduce the statute of limitations for uh, slip and fall claims to reduce mm-hmm. it from two years to 60 days. Yeah. Oh preposterous yeah. that it was two years yeah exactly <laughs> right yeah speaking to preaching to the choir i know <laughs> yeah yeah um wow so that was a big piece of work and mm-hmm. uh, you know lots of government advocacy and through that through our relationships with government we've been able to um work on uh getting some grants so that grow program that i spoke about uh, it's a, a, a Skills Advance Ontario, which is an arm of the provincial government and Ministry of uh, Skills Development Training, um, that was able to uh, help fund this program. 
Uh, and then again with um, a group sponsorship grant for apprenticeship. Okay. So is there a fee for the student to join or is it? No, no fees for students. Oh, really? So yeah. that's great. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. the grant is to you to, to run the program and it's free for the, for four weeks of learning. Correct. There's no cost to um, the uh, recruit that comes into the grow program. All right. Adam's dad <laughs> or Adam is the dad. Sorry. I don't know. So there you go. So that's another uh, resource. Uh, for sure. And so, Joe, where can someone like um, Adam's son go online? Is it all through landscapeontario.com or is uh, there a specific no. new website? So, um, um, Adam's, Adam, for his son, they can go right to whoretrades.com and just hit the Grow program. And um, so, Grow is getting ready for outdoor work. And so, um, yeah, just hit the Grow program. You'll get all the information right there. Perfect. Beautiful. And Adam, we will have that in our show notes when we post uh, the podcast. So uh, you guys can check that out for sure. Right. And anyone else listening or interested, um, definitely that uh, is something. And because it is, I know um, it, it's not just the GTA as well. It's all of Ontario. You mentioned Muskoka. You know, it is all of Ontario. So I know in the smaller communities, labor is even more uh, precious. So Absolutely. And so just a follow-up question to that. Um, we did have Howard write in and said, so basically there's not enough landscaper personnel right now. And he says, why is that? So what are some of the underlining factors that are creating this um, lack of skilled workers? Yeah, um, multi-layered um, based on um, our observations. Um, first of all, there's nowhere near, uh, so each of the, um, the landscape programs, uh, in the colleges, um, their enrollment is nowhere near what it used to be. Um, going into the trades is not something that most parents push, uh, or recommend, um, their children move into, you know, it's, uh, into yeah. the, per into, you know, the professions, doctor, lawyer, engineer, um, mm -hmm. those kinds of things. And then when you do start talking about trades, it's the um, it's the traditional uh, trades that come up, you know, the plumber, the mechanic, the electrician. Um, but landscape horticulturist is a red seal trade. Mm -hmm. It was the yeah, fifty it is that is the, is the in in its uh, in the in red seals fiftieth year. Landscape horticulturist was the fiftieth trade that is marked by red seal. So wow. uh, it's quite a milestone. Yes, it is. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. And I think um, often one of the other things, and I know I get it all the time too, is people will say, well, what do you do in the winter? Right. I mean, and that's always been with landscaping, yeah. you know, they think it's, it's just a summer job and yeah. it isn't until you're in the industry. And I guess if you drove around now, you'd see there's still plenty of landscaping going on, despite the fact that it's November. So cl climate change has certainly had a factor, right? Because we're not getting our, you know, November snowfalls that we normally have had. And we're certainly snow free by March. So really it is the, the season of landscaping has been, incredibly been extended and then there's you know some contractors you know work make good money from you know march until no december and don't do snow and then some you know also do snow in the winter uh so that you know so really it is i think that is one thing that people hesitate because they think it's not a year-round job and yet it actually really is totally and um like you mentioned joanne there's uh 
the, uh, because of the weather um, and climate change, you know, um, we're seeing um, work happen further into the winter, uh, further and further into the winter. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, even when um, the ground's frozen, we're seeing landscape companies put up uh, tents and heaters so that they can continue to work, mm -hmm. even though, you know, it's sub-zero temperatures and lots of snow flying. Um, on top of that, um, lots of companies do snow removal to keep um, their people employed through what's technically re often referred to as the off season, you know, um, and so lots of that work happens. Uh, and if they're not in snow removal, I've even seen uh, some progressive landscape companies that will, um, instead of laying off, they will train their employees through the off season and earmark a portion of their wages um, for that and actually um, uh, pay them through that time to uh, to train to upskill. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And there's usually, uh, you know, work at the yard to do, you know, sometimes it might not be client facing work that gets done in the winter, but it's still important work and it can involve training uh, as well. So that is that is very true. You know, it really um, and, and I think the smart contractors also plan for the winter work, you know, they still can do, you know, they can, they can like decks, you know, they can make sure that the, the, um, the foundation's done on the deck and the term just went poof out of my head, but anyway, and then they can go back later and, and do the re remainder, you know, so they, they plan for it uh, and plan their crews accordingly. So, uh, so yeah, so I just, I do want to reiterate that. I think that's great when you said about the red seal um, it is a trade and it's a business, you know, whether you have your own plumbing business or you have your own electrician's business uh, having your own uh, landscape business, you know, it's the same. You're owning a business. Totally. And I often uh, said, at, at least, at, especially at the, uh, the start of my career, that I got in on the wrong side of the business. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I started in on the trade association side of the business and, um, you know, I often see the type of work that uh, landscape companies will do and think, man, I really wish I got in on that side and was able to create incredible outdoor living spaces like that. Yeah, I say the same about the age, like I wish I got into it when I was younger. Um, so I encourage all the women out there too. I mean, it is there's a lot of, um, uh, you know, there's a lot of room for for women in the industry, not just as designers. Uh, there's plenty of crews, uh, garden maintenance, there's plenty of crews that have women, uh, plenty of drivers, you know, so it really is uh, a unique industry. And, uh, and uh, I shout out to all the women that are, <laughs> that are out there making yes. a name for themselves, because uh, I think uh, that it, that's, that's one good, good thing too. And if you do like to work outside and work with your hands, um, you know, it is a, it is something to consider. Yeah. You know, Joanne, you, you make a great point and, uh, you know, any, and really anyone that's interested in working outside and with their hands. And even not, you know, um, there's a uh, there's a industry consultant um, based in the U.S. Uh, his name is Jeffrey Scott, and um, he said uh, at one of his talks that I went to that um, landscaping isn't rocket science, but is it? But is it ever close? <laughs> <laughs> and like when you think about some some landscape companies and the types of positions that they have working with them. Um, from uh, soil scientists 
um, civil engineers, um, all the way up to, uh, in, in some cases, even, you know, um, some nurseries having labs. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, yeah. I, it really resonates with me. I, I'm sure, it's not rocket science, but yeah, it's yeah. close. Yeah. yeah, there's so many. Yeah, I think of the arboriculture. I mean, lots of different aspects of it. Mm-hmm. And the education, because so, you know, what landscapers were doing and how they were laying product two years ago, is completely different than how they're laying it this year. I mean, it really is ever evolving. The products are changing, you know, polymeric sand, like, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? They're always improving things. So it's, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's really a, a dynamic industry. The, uh, the technology that uh, is enabling productivity um, just, you know, doubles almost every year. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember a few years ago, um, I was um, touring a, um, a skid steer manufacturing plant, and they were demoing um, a remote control for a skid steer. Oh, wow. I so the operator golf, did not like, have my to husband has one of that for his golf bag so hey why not do it for <laughs> right. a skid steer right yeah wow and the I, vacuum so i don't know if many of our yeah. listeners might not know because of the late the other thing is technology the labor shortage is also forcing technology mm. because um because of less people, less crew, you know, there's now these the machines that can help do some of the lifting and laying of, of patio, especially the large patio stones. Yeah, you, the, you know, the the larger the uh, the stone, the harder it is to move, mm-hmm. and and um, so the uh, the tech that uh, that's been developed using um, vacuum technology and be able to hook that up to you know the boom of an excavator to uh, to move certainly um, extends the life of your workforce. Um, a lot less back injuries, a lot less um, sick days taken uh, when you have those types of tools on the job site. Yeah, that's for sure. I'm going to interject and do our uh, mid-radio show station ID uh, and just say uh, thank you, everyone, for joining us here live on Reality Radio 101. I'm Matthew Dressing here with my co-host Joanne Shaw and you're listening to Down the Garden Path. Joanne and I enjoy hosting Down the Garden Path each week, bringing you interesting and relevant topics to help you achieve a great garden. We learn right along with you from our research and from the wonderful guests like Joe Salami, who joins us here on the show. Don't forget, you can spend more time with us down the garden path Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Down the Garden Path Podcast. You can also find us on your favorite podcast provider. And while you're there, please hit that subscribe button to be notified of new content. And please don't forget to like, share, and leave us a comment. We love hearing from our listeners. When we're off the air, you can always reach us here at instudio101 at gmail.com or via our websites. You can find Joanne at downthenumber2earth.ca and myself at www.naturalaffinity.ca. Joe, as you're talking about equipment, uh, Justin has written in and wonders, uh, do any of these landscape courses or seminars touch on landscape power equipment? from bobcats to tampers, weed whackers, mowers, et cetera. Yeah, so we've got a number of in-person sessions over the winter that um, um, focus on um, chainsaw 
uh, operation and diagnostic diagnostic work and repair, um, small engine repair, all those kinds of things. Um, I think uh, later on, you know, as we come out of the uh, depths of the winter, um, I think we do have a skid steer course, um, which will go over operation. It's a full day uh, course and you can leave with your safety certificate. Nice. Amazing. Wonderful. Um, so we talked on apprenticeship. Um, if you are interested in chasing your red seal, how do we get our red seal for those who are already in the industry uh, or in Canada? So you have to go through, you have to go through the apprenticeship process uh, in order to do that, um, to be red seal certified. Um, and Landscape Ontario can help you facilitate that. So we have, um, we have the, uh, the full ability to help you register. Um, and then we have incentives for you to be able to do that too. So um, there's, um, I think, almost up to $3,000 that's available to both the uh, employee and the employer um, to be able to do that. You know, there's a time that the, um, the apprentice needs to be able to go to school and do that in-class um, portion. Um, and that'll happen um, over the winter. And um, we've talked to all of the colleges that are the delivery agents for that education so that when there are snow events, they will take <laughs> that into consideration and <laughs> offer legitimate snow days so the apprentices can go to work um, and you make up time after. So that is something that's been built into these programs that previously wasn't. And so that's where Landscape Ontario has been able to provide some feedback um, to the province when it comes to apprenticeship, you know, little things like that so that, you know, we can actually make things work um, and not get in the way and not uh, mm -hmm. have apprentices stumble. And same for the employer. Yeah, that's good. So, well, I have a question about apprenticeship. What if you are someone like Joanne or myself where we're self-employed? Can self-employed people in the industry still uh, get certification without being employed by someone else? Do we need that sponsorship? I think, I think you need sponsorship. Mm. Um, but I don't, yeah, I don't know. That's, okay. um, that's something Ooh, that I, I don't know if him. I've ever had uh, a <laughs> question, but uh, you know who would, and I, I almost wonder if she's listening now. Um, Sally Harvey is okay. like our go-to when it comes to that. Um, so if she doesn't answer me in the next little bit, I will make sure that your listeners get that. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll yeah. definitely add it to our show notes and I'd be honored that Sally is listening to us tonight. So that's excellent. Yes. That's great. Hi, Sally. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think we should, you know, time always flies. We never have a, you know, and people say we can do this for an hour and it's like, yeah, but it just goes like that. Right. So there's lots to cover. So we definitely, in addition to all the things all year that you, you support landscape, the industry, there also is a big event, usually in January. Um, I know the landscape designer event is my highlight of my year, as well as landscape uh, Ontario Congress. Uh, and all that, so more training and more education and networking, like a lot goes into that. Um, so I don't know if you want to speak to uh, Congress that is going to be in person this year, I believe. It is going to be in person. And are we ever like jumping for joy around that? Oh. I mean, the, uh, the entire team, the events team at Landscape Ontario is in full planning mode. Um, things are a, a buzz in planning when it comes to Congress. 
So Landscape Ontario Congress um, is the largest landscape trade event in Canada. It's the premier event. Um, it's the second largest landscape trade show in North America. And, and so that's really cool that, you know, we have that right here and it's um, just right across. Oh, yeah. It's at the Toronto Congress Centre, uh, January 11th to 13th. Um, and, uh, you know, of course, we're going to we, we need to face the uh, the COVID protocols. You know, the province says um, for uh, event space that we need to do proof of vaccination uh, checks. Uh, so we'll do that and we'll be masked inside. Um, but we're like 85 percent sold out already. That's BC. amazing. That is excellent. Excellent. Yeah. That makes me rem- realize I haven't <laughs> submitted my membership yet or my, uh, my, I haven't paid yet. So, I, oh. so yes, register- <laughs> I haven't registered yet. So, uh, so yes. <laughs> I got that email and it was the first thing I did. Uh, I could not bad. believe it was in person that I stood yeah. right there out in the street and, and <laughs> registered for Congress. I can't wait to get that. Right on. Yeah. Yeah. yeah yes. You know, we, we weren't able to do it um, this past January and we were all kind of bummed um, that we were in, weren't able to do it. I, I mean, we put on a heck of a virtual event um, uh, called Congress Connect. And it's still live. So you can still access all of the educational sessions um, for Congress Connect uh, on demand. Uh, You can still register and you can still see all of those sessions. Um, And there were a lot of sessions. Mm -hmm. We uh, we did a bang up job uh, with the education content there. Um, And the conference for Congress is going to be virtual again. Um, We needed to plan that way earlier um, with speakers and all those kinds of things. So the conference portion of Congress will be virtual and the designers conference will be virtual. Um, But something on that, Joanne, that designers conference that LO hosts is one of the largest landscape design events in North America. Wow. That is great. Over 300 attendees, 300 landscape designers um, coming nowhere does that many landscape designers get together in one place well and i have to say we could do a whole show on that (laughs) joe so i'll just (laughs) briefly say though that because it was virtual last year so the networking that has i mean of my many years of going the designers that i know from all over Ontario that I've met at Landscape Ontario. So mm-hmm. last year, because we could, and we started a tradition of after the show, when it was in person, we'd all go out for dinner. Many of us stayed overnight, lots of networking happening. Well, last year we couldn't do that. So we had a happy, a virtual happy hour after. So we all attended and then we had a virtual happy hour and the connections were so vital for us that I have to tell you, we met virtually every week when everybody could until um the beginning of july wow and then we took the summer off and we just started up again in november so i just opened the zoom room it's there's a really like casual like you know if you can make it drop in there's no you know rsvps or anything like that i'm usually in my office working anyway these days so you know so it it has shown us all how um important it is to to work together and help each other with we share screens help each other with designs you know customer issues contractor issues you know different dilemmas so I won't, again, that could be a whole other show, but I mean, and I think that just shows you the value that Landscape Designer Conference uh, has. Totally. Absolutely. You know, and it it speaks to, uh, it speaks to the community uh, in the industry as well. Mm -hmm. 
it's a it's a unique place where um, competitors will open their books to each other mm-hmm. and share yes. success stories and challenges and solutions. And uh, you know, it's it's like, well, how are you how are you estimating on that job? And details will be shared. Um, where in uh, in other uh, industries, you know, that, that's unheard of. Yeah, it is. And I I tell my students that that you know at Congress and just the industry, where there's that networking, but there's that um, you know level of you know, working together and bringing each other up, and you know the tide rises all ships kind of mentality that mm-hmm. we really work together and we really want to see each other. Uh, succeed and, and work together. So mm-hmm. I and they th- find that just fabulous as they get to see those layers as they explore. So yeah, yeah, yeah I know it's true. It. Yeah, I mean, there's more work. We always say there's more work out there, you know, for all of us, right? There's enough work. So mm-hmm. it's a better. Uh, it's not a cutthroat business at all. It's it's very collaborative. Um, from the landscapers, I've seen them, especially with the machine shortages and all that stuff. They're sharing equipment and sharing. Uh, you know, tampers and and that kind of thing. They're doing whatever it takes to help each other get the the job done. So I think that that also speaks uh, to our industry. And we've well. seen that. So we have a, um, a peer group. It's the peer to peer network. Um, we have a, a Facebook page for uh, for that network, and we see it all the time. Does anybody know where to get mm. this type of material? I'm I'm in need of this. Does anybody have something like that or know where I can get it? And we're talking about answers within minutes here. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, who um, questions like, where can I get this type of insurance or who, who has a good contact? Um, all those kinds of things. And so that community, that peer network uh, has become invaluable for those that participate there. And I think we have about 300 uh, professionals that uh, are actively engaged there. Oh, wow. That's great. Yeah. That program has really grown. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Congress, so it's a trade show. So the virtual part is going to be a trade show. Are there, is there anything else or like, can you want to speak more to what happens at the trade show? Yeah. So the in-person part is the trade show and the virtual okay. part is the conference. Um, but at the, at the trade show, um, I mean, there's going to be um, hardscape live. So we'll do live hardscape demos. Um, Green live. We're going to be talking about um all different types of plants and trees and uh, some fun things that are up our sleeve as well on the stage there. Um, we have Recruit Live, which is um, uh, one of the largest recruiting fairs um, in the country. So um, we'll have active job postings and active uh, people that are looking for work posted on the job boards there. Um, so, and some jobs you'll only be able to see if you're at physically at Congress. And so, um, some people are coming out just to see the job board. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Definitely. Definitely. And then the networking that goes on, you know, you're going to see different people from different industries and, and, you know. Yeah. You know, Joanne, Matthew, if you have not been to Congress, uh, and you're in the industry, this is a homecoming for <laughs> the professionals in Ontario. This is like being able to see your uh, peers that you haven't been able to see because you've been so busy and give you the opportunity to just catch up. You might be, you might, you might do that catch up 
in the middle of the trade show floor in one of the aisles. <laughs> yeah. um, but you haven't seen that person in years or it's been a year or I guess two now because of the pandemic. Yeah. Uh, and now it's time to get caught up. And it's always uh, those types of conversations that spur a thought or an idea and allow you to move forward or make that connection and actually even meet somebody new. Mm-hmm. So the, uh, the networking, the connections that happen at Congress, it's, it's all about building those relationships, starting and building from there. Mm-hmm. And we can't forget about the growers and, you know, there's, so it's not even just product, right. And hardscaping, there is the whole plant. Mm-hmm. There's still some plant stuff, you know, and, and that's a great way to find a new grower or a new nursery that you want to deal with. Uh, new new plants that are coming, uh, being introduced into the the season. Uh, so yeah, it's it's so so diverse, really. What's happening? So uh, so I know it's going to be great. Um, we just all do our please don't snow dance, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's not going to snow. It's not going to snow. That's right. That's uh, right. So we've been talking all about this wonderful Congress just for our listeners, whether you're here in Ontario uh, or maybe you're looking to get into the industry or you haven't been or you're just far away and you really want to learn some more, definitely check out locongress.com and you can get uh, links to the Congress website, the virtual uh, Congress conference, as well as the Congress Connect virtual experience that Joe, you mentioned, uh, happened earlier in the year that's still up for access. So uh, locongress.com. And again, we'll have that in our show notes with links as well. Excellent. I mean, Mason, we've got a good question here from Mason. Um, He's saying interesting show tonight to get some people interested in this amazing profession. Uh, His question is, I know that there may be a labor shortage in the landscape business, but what about actual landscape companies? Are there not hundreds of them in Ontario? Um, Possibly overkill. So yeah, so I don't I don't know what you mean by overkill. But yeah, there's a lot of work. There's a lot of demand too, right? The the demand Joanne and Matthew is unprecedented this year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've got a lot of people working from home and wanting to improve their space and take their living space outside and enhance what they have outside. And so the demand on landscape services is through the roof. And um, so, you know, if Mason's asking, is the market saturated for uh, landscape services in Ontario? Not by a long shot. Mm-hmm. Um we're seeing uh, so over the last um, um, five years, we've seen over a thousand brand new businesses uh, start up and uh, join the association. And so, Landscape Ontario doesn't have the entire industry as members. Um, we've got about somewhere between thirty-five and forty percent from our estimate. Um, you know, not everybody is, um, fits the criteria for membership, like we talked about at the beginning mm-hmm. of the show. Um, but also there's some companies that just don't know about Landscape Ontario and that's okay. We're doing our work to make sure that, uh, we, uh, we get the awareness. Um, but, uh, not by a long shot, there is so much work, so much demand. Um, many, many landscape companies are booking well into next mm-hmm. season, and from what I hear about, if you want to build a pool, 2024, a, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, multi-year yeah. wait. 
Yeah, I, I think that's something we should highlight too, is that it's not like to say the term landscape contractor and, and Mason, you should know this too. There's specialties within that, right? There's some guys that only do pools. There's some that only do, you know, decks or sheds or structures. There's, um, you know, or front walkway, like, you know, there's the patio type of, of work. Um, some want small jobs, some want big jobs, some retaining walls. Then there's the whole commercial versus residential too, right? Um, we can't forget about garden maintenance, which is often a safety, uh, you know, all those commercial, all those commercial buildings all have to have, you know, uh, their grass cuts and their, their grass cut, their, uh, you know, trees and shrubs trimmed and and obviously snow in the winter. So that's a, that's a big industry. So, yeah, I mean, I think if it was just one thing, but, but Mason, it's so many different aspects of it. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's uh, such a spectrum when it comes to, and when I say landscape services, that's what I'm referring to. There's, yeah. um, we have, we represent um, across that entire spectrum, 10 different sector groups um, within landscape Ontario. Mm-hmm. Um, and that includes uh, landscape irrigation and lighting and mm. interior scaping. Yes. Yeah. 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 Right. yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, I forget about that. Irrigation yeah. and and yeah. uh, <laughs> and lighting is a huge, huge part. Uh, so yeah, and then um, Peter's just added about what we do in the winter. So we, we mentioned that earlier in the show, Peter, there's so much to do and winter is shorter and shorter. So, uh, so the, yeah, they're working quite, quite a bit into the winter and then either doing snow or doing, you know, like you said, training or doing other type of building projects uh, that they've planned for as far as winter work. So uh, gone are the days that you're laid off for six months of the year. You know, I don't know. Were, were there those days? I think those days were right. pre- preceded me. Uh, but, <laughs> But uh, yeah, and, and it's funny because we all get to like normally we all get to October and be like, oh, <laughs> but now we're like, yep. oh, my gosh, it's November and we're still going, you know, so. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. We are reaching the last five minutes of the show. So just before we get to that point where we must say thank you and goodbye. Uh, Joe, is there anything else exciting on Ello's plate? Uh, or anything that you would like to promote or, you know, shout out to people or projects that are going on as well. So I, I would love to give a shout out. So um, the, uh, the Landscape Ontario Board of Directors at the beginning of the pandemic struck a task force. is the COVID-19 task force and they built a hub of resources. And I kind of spoke uh, and, and alluded to it earlier. This task force has met over 160 times since the start of the pandemic and they continue to meet on a regular basis to disseminate all of the information that's coming out of the media and from the government and try to distill it for um, business owners within the industry and for the employees that work for those employers so we've developed a resource hub it is comprehensive. It's full of every news piece that's come out and we've summarized it so that everyone can understand it's not full of jargon. Um, and we provided templates and all those kinds of things that are just plug and play. Um, so massive shout out to that uh, task force, 160 meetings inside of 19 months. It's unbelievable. And how do uh, how do our listeners access some of that information? Mm-hmm. Right, right to hortrades.com and you'll okay. see the um, COVID-19 resource hub right on that front page. Okay. 
That is great. Yeah, so much was happening so fast and still is, right? We don't know. And there's so much misinformation, yeah. which is a whole other show. But, <laughs> you know, so no, knowing what's happening at any given yeah. time is, is really important. So, so that is great. And that's quite the commitment um, to meet that many times. <laughs> sure, it's like six to eight times a, a month. Yeah, we were, we were all meeting um, almost every day during the height of the pandemic. Um, and we went to weekly and now we're bi-weekly now that things are kind of slowing down a bit. Okay. Okay. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. So, and, uh, I, I mean, I think the professional services, I think that is something I want to shout out to that again, because I think if you are on the outside of, you know, the GTA, uh, that is something those virtual courses are, you know, it's a reason that right there is a whole reason to join. If you, you're less likely to join that you're that far, you know, in smaller towns or smaller communities, you know, taking, and even some of the kids who aren't sure you can take a couple of courses that aren't a huge, huge investment um, to kind of give you a bit of a taste. So I, I, I shout out once again to the professional uh, services uh, courses. Uh, totally. And uh, for those that are just starting out in the industry, you know, you've just kind of opened up, um, you've got your first truck and some equipment and, you know, you've got your first couple of jobs. Um, we have a membership directly for those types of business owners. It's an introductory membership for the first year. Uh, it's like $150 and you get the member discount on our education. And so um Right there, you know, by taking two courses, you're going to pay for your membership dues. Uh, and on top of that, you get your foot in the door with the association uh, and start to get access to all the networking events. Excellent. Amazing. So check out all this wonderful Landscape Ontario information. You can go to landscapeontario.com. Uh, especially if you're a homeowner or a student, there's lots of information there. If you're a little bit more on that professional side, uh, Joe, like you said, there's portrades.com uh, as well. If you're interested in Congress, uh, there's locongress.com. So there are tons of websites and resources out there for you to uh, tune in. You've also got uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, and YouTube, which we will have links to all of your social media as well in the show notes. So there's lots of great information and opportunities there to uh, network and stay in touch as well. I think that brings us to the end of our show, 7.59. I can't believe it already. Thank you so much, Joe, for joining us. I hope uh, all of our uh, listeners enjoyed uh, hearing about the industry in Landscape Ontario as much as Joanne and I enjoyed having you on the show. Um, thank you so much, everyone, uh, for tuning in to Down the Garden Path uh, here on Reality Radio 101, and we'll see everybody next week. Thanks again, Joe. Thank Bye. you. Thank you for listening to Down the Garden Path with your host Joanne Shaw and Matthew Dressing right here on Reality Radio 101.